0: the podcast for women who want to unlock the clarity needed to put your big girl panties on and rock your real estate career like the true boss you are. I'm Joanne Bolt, your host, and together we'll dive into the things your broker doesn't teach you in order to own your own truth, disown the things getting in your way to finding your place, and stop apologizing for the obstacles you have to overcome along the way. All right, guys. Welcome back to the B Word. I am joined today by one of my favorite humans on the planet, Alex. Alex runs a ad and marketing agency called The Edge, um, and I personally use them for everything that I do, which is how I've gotten to know Alex so great. But she has such an amazing story to tell about being a woman and running a female owned business with some of her best friends being her partners. So. Alex, let's just peek behind the scenes just a little bit and tell us a little bit, you know, how did you get started? How'd you go into marketing? You know, how did you kind of get to where you are today?
1: Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me, Joanne. I've got my sparkles on just for you. I love it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, I was never that person that was like, oh, I I really want to be a business owner when I grow up. I never really had that mentality. So the way it all came about was truly just very organic. It was kind of a God thing. And I started as an intern um, in the sales and marketing department for a real estate closing attorney. Um, And I really just excelled in my role there. I was in that role for about 10 years before I officially left corporate America. Um, So I spent most of the beginning of my career just building relationships with realtors, mortgage lenders, builders, and trying to find ways that we could add value to them and really just get to know and build that relationship so they would continue working with the law firm. So through that process, there was a broker um, that I had a really good relationship with, and she was looking to add a marketing person to her team. And she was like, can can I outsource this to you? Can you be like a 1099, and I'll just pay you on the side to do some email campaigns for me, some graphic design, help me with my logo, things like that. And at first, I said no, because my plate was full. I had two kids, and I was already working full-time. I didn't necessarily you know, feel like I needed to do do this. Um, But she, she, she persisted. And eventually I said, okay, if you don't find anybody ask me again, you know, well, here she comes. And she was like, I really want it to be you. So finally I said, yes. And through that process, you know, it was, she made it very formal and had me sign my independent contractor agreement. And it made me feel like, oh, like this could be, you know, serious. This could be, you know, I could have an LLC, I could take business on the side from other people. Um, and it just opened the door that experience to me being like, hmm, like, just wonder what what I could do on the side with this. So um, I did that for a while, took clients on the side I never really, you know, I didn't promote it too heavily. At the time, I was still working full time. So friends and through word of mouth, I had people ask me, Hey, can you do a website for me? Or, Hey, can you do this for me? And and at the time I was like, I don't know how to build a website, but I'm going to find somebody who does and I'll pay them to do it. And then I'll just keep the profit. And that's what I did. So over time it just continued. And it got to the point where I was making, you know, maybe a few thousand dollars on the side, um, on top of corporate and, Um, through other circumstances, I was actually going through a divorce, I reached out to a friend of mine, Lauren Tatum, who's now my business partner, who had also been divorced and her husband is a divorce attorney. So I was like, Hey, I'm going through this, you know, can you get coffee and let's chat about it. And she was like, Oh my gosh, yes, of course. And after we were done talking about the men in our lives, we ended up talking about business um really the good stuff right um and we realized she had a business on the on the side as well a solopreneur very similar to myself um we had some overlap in services overlap in clients and we just opened the conversation of what could it look like if we partnered together you know could she were her strengths and mine different enough that we could partner together and help grow the business in different ways So we did that for a while. And then eventually we uh, merged our two companies together, creating the edge agency, which is what we have today. Um, And it's, it's been, you know, just the best decision ever. It took about a year um, after that, before I finally like left corporate, you know, quit my job and was relying on this, my
0: full-time income. So
1: it's been a roller coaster ever since.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So let's dig into one aspect that. I kind of, you know, keyed into as you were speaking, Yeah, you had your side hustle and she kind mm-hmm. of had her side hustle and y'all were kind of going along the lanes next to each other. At what point did you decide to have a conversation about, hey, what if we merge these together? Because I feel like yeah. sometimes... We are so scared as real estate agents to partner up with other really successful real estate agents because we have a scarcity mindset that right. um, if she's really good and I'm really good, you know, mm-hmm. merging my team and her team will create something that I lose control of or I lose myself or, you know, there's a mm-hmm. fear factor there.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, So if you know anything about my business partner, she is very type A and she is like, you know, um, she's fast moving, very type a operational. I'm very social. I'm more laid back. I'm a people person. We're very different. So I think we quickly saw the value that the other person could bring, but she's the one that mentioned it first. And she was like, what if we merged? And it was interesting because I had another person, um, maybe a year before that, that we were somewhat partnering together just as a referral partners, you know, we kept crossing paths and she brought up the idea of us being business partners. And at that time I was like, no way. Like (laughs) I was almost like offended that she'd even ask. I was like, this is my business, you know? (laughs) Um, and the truth is like, she just wasn't the right person. Mm. Um, because you know, a little bit later when this conversation came up, I didn't feel that way at all. It was just a completely different scenario, different stage of business, um, and a completely different person. And so as we were talking about it, we're both pretty logical and we just like, you know, did the math and we were like, here's what I'm making. Here's what I'm making. If we come together and, you know, we split our tasks up this way, you know, we get two more clients. We could basically be making what you're making in corporate America. And I'm like, you know, that's really not, that doesn't sound too hard. That doesn't sound not doable. Um, And we both were like, hey, if it goes wrong, like you're still making the same amount you were and you're making the same amount that you were. Um, So I would say it was definitely a logical decision in that way. And, um, you know, there was probably like a lack of trust when this opportunity came up the first time. Um, Mm. Otherwise, why would I have acted? Why would I have responded that way? Um, So but this time around, it was just like there was so much peace. You know, it, I, it was almost like a no brainer. Like it, it took us maybe six months to like officially make the decision. But I mean, in hindsight, that's pretty quick.
0: <laughs> it really is. So, so the reality is that trust factor you guys had already built, not just being friends, right. but referring business back and forth, kind of working together through some yeah. group and projects.
1: Trials. Is yeah. Really
0: kind of the foundation about why you knew it could work.
1: Yeah. And I would say over the years now, like, it's not like there haven't been ups and downs, or we haven't had disagreements or personality conflicts, we totally have. But at the end of the day, I think what, you know, keeps us in a good place as business partners, and we're both like strong, you know, independent women, um, is that we trust each other. So You know, if she feels really strongly about something, I'm like, you clearly care about this more than I do. I'm fine with it. And if I feel really strongly about something, she's generally like, if it means that much to you, okay, like we'll do it, you know? And I think being able, and it's been a work in progress, but being able to communicate with each other and just, you know, say, Hey, you know, I don't really like this or this hurt my feelings or, you know, I'm, I'm noticing this. I'm I'm more of the people pleaser out of the two of us. So that part's a little harder for me because I never want to upset somebody. I don't like conflict. I don't want to argue with people and things like that. <laughs> but I think part of just like maturity and growing up is like it has to be said sometimes. Like if there's a conflict, it has to be addressed. We don't want to just like sweep things under the rug and nothing is going to withstand by doing that, you know.
0: So how hard is it though, when you are partnered with one of your besties to then have those conversations occasionally that, yeah, I know you said, if you feel really strongly about it, go with it. But there's gotta be those times too, where you're like, nope, I feel strongly and she feels yeah. strongly. And how do we resolve yeah. that conflict? Um, Cause I know, yeah. I know yeah. me, especially being a girl, you know, we can get catty, we can get our panties in a wad, we can get emotional, yeah. you know, and you've got to take that out of it in the business.
1: Yeah. So in the past, when we've been in situations like that, you know, there's been a few times we've just brought in wise counsel and been like, Hey, here's the situation. What do you think? And it's not a friend of mine or a friend of hers. Like it's our business coach. And we'll say, this is the dynamic. This is the situation. And we tend to lean into that wisdom a lot. Um, again, because we really trust our, the coaches and the people around us. Um, And, you know, I think what, what has helped a lot, it really did come to a head at one point where we were just like, you know, disagreeing at one time. And I think we realized if we don't want to be in business together, we don't have to. And here's the consequences of that. You know, it's going to affect everybody's income. It's going to affect a lot of clients. It's going to affect a team of employees. And at the end of the day, we both, you know, 95% of the time we are aligned and we do want the same things and we do operate very similarly. Um, so is it worth it? Is that like 10% of, you know, I want it my way worth the 90% of good and all of the people that you're going to impact by this. And for us, it's like, no, it's not worth it, you know? So I think now, that we've kind of like gone through all of that, probably like a marriage, you know, if you have no, enough, life, I was just sitting here thinking, <laughs> kind of
0: like y'all go through divorce counseling. Yeah, and we have been to counseling together.
1: Um, but yeah, so now that we've been through that, I think we probably both like, you know, tread a little bit more lightly. And I don't mean that we like don't speak up, but we know like, hey, this relationship is gentle. Like we're both tough and strong, but like we're both... You know, human at the same time. And I know part of being like a business owner and this like powerful woman that we all want to be, it's like, you know, show no emotion and just, you know, be okay with everything and always be feeling good. And, you know, no matter how strong of a person you are on the outside, we all have feelings. And if you really care about somebody and, you know, a partnership or a business, you're going to have to make some sacrifices and compromises along the way to protect the greater good, if you will. (laughs) Um, So it's definitely been, I joke with her all the time. I'm like, you, God is using you in my life to just sanctify me all the time because God does that. He puts people in your life. You kind of rub against each other and it's intended to make both of you better in the areas where you probably, you know, need some growth. So.
0: Amen, sister. um, I love that. Yes. (coughs) Excuse me, guys. Um, all right, so let's talk about scaling a business because whether it's a real estate business or an, an ad agency and marketing business, you started as one, individuals walking along the paths, you partnered together. That's been a couple of years ago. I know changes have taken place, but really when you think through the process of scaling, what advice mm-hmm. could you give our listeners who also want to scale their business?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, Lauren and I started, the two of us, and we added one person. We added another person. Right now, we have a team of eight um, in-house. And so as we add people, we're adding people that have a certain role or area of expertise that they can fill really well so that I don't have to do it. Lauren doesn't have to do it. Because in the beginning stages of business, like, it's all hands on deck. Everybody's jumping in. We're going to yeah, get everyone wears it like,
0: out. You wear all the hats.
1: Yes. Yes. That's the nature of starting a business. And probably, I mean, the first several years, I would say. And then as we've grown, we've kind of been strategically putting people in place that we think, okay, this person, we're hiring her at this position, but we think in a couple of years, she's going to fill this role. And then we're going to be able to push this person here, which is really going to fill a bigger role so that we can really step back um, a lot more. Um, So it's definitely like slowly, but surely making sure that the people you're hiring, you're thinking of how are they going to keep me out of the business? Because as business owners, you know, we're like, get it done kind of people. So if there's a problem, sometimes we're like, I'll just do it. I'll jump in. I already know this person. I can handle this in 30 seconds. And I mean, I know I have a tendency to do that. I know my partner does as well. And being able to step back and let the other people on the team figure it out and help them and teach them, which may take a little bit more time for a minute, is going to make it to where they can actually handle it on their own in the future, and they may not have to come to us as much. So really, our word of the year for 2021 was scaling, because we're trying to have to take as many steps back from being in the weeds as we possibly can. Um so especially if you ever have, you know, the goal of selling a business one day, you know, the owner who buys it or the buyer wants to buy a company that he doesn't have to work in every day. Right. So if your role is so important to the operation of the business and he wants to buy it, he knows he's got to now do your job or keep you on the team, which negates the point of selling your of company selling the business. Right. working, at least for a while. So... I would say really just being very forward thinking about okay where's the company going? Am I going to sell it? Am I going to pass this on to a child? Is this person going to take it over? What's the end goal here? And then making sure that the people you put in place are really going to be able to step up and carry the weight because you know it's it's a lot. Um, it takes a lot of people to make at least in my business to make everything come to life around a team for sure. So I would say just training them well, um, and empowering them. Like, Hey, if you make a mistake, it's not the end of the world. Like we'll fix it. But I want you to be, I want you to have some autonomy to run with this and take ownership of your role. Um, and I think that just helps the culture all around in general as well.
0: Have you ever ever, found yourself hiring to a role that you had no idea how to train? You know, for instance, like, if there's an aspect (laughs) of the business that you've suddenly realized you need, and you are not the right person to Mm -hmm. even figure out how to hire it, like, but you've got to fill that Mm -hmm. role.
1: Yeah, um, I would say early on, we probably looking back, we hired a little prematurely a sales role. And that was really something at the time that I should have just been focused on and sitting in and not trying to hire someone to fill it quite yet. Like, Mm. yes, we will still move in that direction. Um, So honestly, it was hard to train that person because I didn't have a process in place for them yet. I didn't have a system set up to, to say, hey, this is how we do it, because I was still figuring it out. So when that happened, yeah, that was, um, you know, just a little messy for a minute, but hey, we're all, we're pretty open and we're like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. We're, um, we're going to figure this out together. That's kind of how we are. Um, so, but, but by now I feel like we have a pretty good training process in place um, to get the foundation ready. And it's just a lot of shadowing and uh, my business partner manages our team on the day to day, on a day to day basis. So When it comes to client accounts and knowing how to handle our clients and how to manage their hours and the services that we're doing for them and all of that, Lauren has done a really good job of um, getting that process in place. Because now, I mean, it's pretty easy. We're running everybody through the same training program in the beginning, and then it's a lot of shadowing. Um, So I think when it's your first time, it's just a little... It's okay to fail That'd forward <laughs> a little bit, right? Yeah. Yeah. You get better with time, like everything, you know. It gets better after you've done it a few times. So So
0: do you have that moment in your brain where you looked up and it wasn't going right and you're like, I I'm just gonna I'm just gonna have an ugly cry here for a second. Mm-hmm. And how did you push through that moment?
1: Yeah. Um I'm sure there have been many. Gosh, um, you know, I would say there were a couple times in the beginning where um, money was tight because we were brand new. That was super stressful. You know, not knowing like how much are we going to get to pay ourselves next month? I really don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's an ugly cry right there. Really stressful, yeah. Um, so there were times I was just like emotionally exhausted from the the uncertainty of that. Um, and honestly, just kind of like leaning on my girls and even like my business partner, my friends, my mom, like that community is so important for those moments. Like I, we're not meant to do life alone, you know, Mm -hmm. and just having a moment to say like, oh my gosh, here's what I'm, I'm freaking out about. And, you know, I didn't really want to hear somebody say like, oh, it's going to be fine. Like, you don't know if it's going to be fine. Like, I need you to just like, I don't know, just walk the tissue, let me
0: cry for a second, and then I'll pull my big girl panties up and like we're gonna we're gonna walk forward. But yeah, we all need those women in our lives that can do that for us.
1: Yes. Yes, exactly. So I would definitely say that's been a huge, a huge part of it. And honestly, too, you know, like I'm a Christian, so everything in my life kind of goes back to that. So if I need like just a morning where I've cleared my schedule and I'm like, I just need to collect myself. Like I need to get my head right so that I can lead well. And just giving yourself time to just regroup and rejuvenate and have quiet time. I mean, that's, that's probably one of the other, I mean, huge things that has just kind of helped, helped me be like, all right, we're done with that episode. Now on to the next, you know what I mean?
0: All right. So what's your vision for the next 24 months for the edge agency. Now you you yeah. know, you guys have started it. You've got eight employees, mm-hmm. however many clients you've got. Where do you see this going from here?
1: Yeah. So Lauren and I do an annual uh, business owner retreat every year and we just got back. Every year that retreat looks different, but we're planning for the year ahead. And we normally plan ahead one year at a time because the size that we've been, we haven't really needed to go much more than a year ahead. So this year was the first year we did look three years ahead. We've got enough in place that it's time to start looking a little more big picture for the company, for the team. Um, So we're actually still working on our strategy plan that we're going to present to the team telling them, hey, here's the plan for the next three years. Um, But a big part of it is, one, when it comes to branding and marketing, we really are becoming this one-stop shop, full-service agency, which means we need to be more knowledgeable and better at what we do in every single area, not just this one area, but we want to be able to go deeper with our clients and focus on their marketing strategies from an omni-channel perspective, which means we're looking at your print, we're looking at your digital, we're looking at your online social, we're looking at all of it. Um, So really just education is a big piece of it. Like we want to be ahead of the trends. We want to be trendsetters and um, in our industry and knowing like all that there is to know about marketing for certain industries and, you know, industries like unrelated. Um, So that's a piece of it is just buckling down in that way. And then another piece of it that we focused a lot on is really scaling me out of my role, which I do a lot more of our sales and growth um, for the company. And most of my days are spent in back-to-back meetings with a direct client or a direct prospect. And that's great. It's what pays the bills. But it means that I'm so busy in these meetings. I can't, like, I don't have time to look ahead. I don't have time to look at, like, where could we be speaking? Where could we be teaching? Where could we be reaching bigger audiences at one time. Um, so we're really working on getting um, a junior in place to take over some of that. Mm. And I'll, they will probably be learning for about a year before I like let them speak to a client alone. But um, that's the plan to get some help on that side of things so that then I can spend my time Focused on our brand as a company from a broader perspective, doing things like podcasts and press releases, and um, a little bit more on our social media and just enterprise level business development relationships. Um, So that's a big goal for my specific role that I think is really going to help take the company forward. And then the team just really getting as much education and as much knowledge as we can. And I, our skills over the last year have just like drastically increased and improved. And we know that that's going to have to be a continuous thing to keep up with the types of clients that we're working with now. Um, and then other than that, I would say really just being ahead of the game, looking, looking ahead at trends. And um, we have a strategist who did a presentation for us at our retreat. And she was really talking about Influencers and influencer marketing and AI and it was very broad, like just the future of marketing. And I'm like, whoa, that's really that's really big. That's really broad. Like, I and it's changing so is. fast. Yes, yes. So, you know, I, my business partner and I really want to focus on that and just start getting educated on it. Start making small tweaks in the business that are going to accommodate that. If we need to automate or have more technical things in place to keep up with the direction that it's going, that's really what um, we want to be able to spend our time on more in the next couple of years.
0: Okay. So now when you do this goal setting retreat with you and Lauren, Mm -hmm. is it you and Lauren in a hotel conference room, the two of you, like no distractions out there? Or are you going to a goal-setting type retreat led by someone else to make you guys think different?
1: So in the past, it's just been the two of us. Um, And we have had a lot of wise counsel. We've gone to classes. We've had organizations and associations, you know, pouring into us. So we know what to focus on at the retreat. And at the retreat, we're like knocking it out. We're deciding what are our core values going to be. We're going to sit down and figure that out year one you know what is our brand promise going to be figuring with we, those were the times we sat down and figured out what that was going to be um and then last year we did have several calls with again you know just bu- other business coaches and leaders and we said here's what we think our goal is for the next couple of years or for the long term actually what do we need to know about this to be planning for and thinking for We had about five calls all on the same topic with five different people. They were very confirming and that just told us, all right, we know what we need to know now to accomplish this. Um, And then this past year we had three people. We were um, in the mountains at a cabin for this one. Um, I don't know why we even go anywhere with a beautiful view because you're, (laughs) we stay inside and we're like head down, (laughs) sun sun down. I'm like, why did we even pay for this? But Again, as we get more forward thinking, we're starting to, you know, we did go to Monteluche while we were there. So we get some time to just like relax and enjoy the the time. And we do look forward to it every year. Um. So, but this year we had those people, they had presentations ready for us this year and we let them know, Hey, this is kind of what we want to hear on. And then we want to hear from you. Like if there's some, do we have blind spots? Is there something we're missing? Is there anything else that we need to be mm. Thinking about. And so they all came with presentations ready, and um, they were all just very confirming and gave us, you know, some good things to be planning for and have in the back of our mind. So when we're making decisions over the next 24 months, at the end of the day, every decision is going to be with those big picture goals in mind.
0: Okay, so, so here's what I love about this, and here's my takeaway. From a real estate agent's perspective, a lot of times we will have goal retreats and it is nothing more than how much do you want to make next year? Let's break it down into how many buyers you need and how many sellers you need. And then it breaks it down into, okay, per month, per week, how many appointments in order to reach the almighty goal. And from a business owner's perspective, that's only a little tiny piece of the goal setting. Mm -hmm. You know, what you yeah. touched on is you've also got to talk strategy. You got mm-hmm. to meet with some experts. What is the industry mm-hmm. going to look like next year? Do I need to yeah. shift my thinking? It's not just how many clients, but how do we serve them?
1: Yes, 100%. And I think with realtors specifically, it's such a sales heavy business. So you tend to focus so much on the sales piece and like that's that's the business. Um, but yes, treat your business like a business, even as uh, I would call realtors generally like a lifestyle business, loan officers, realtors, financial advisors, you know, they're creating this income for themselves, but treating it like a business that gives you the opportunity to scale out is going to help you grow so much because when you think about these things, it gives you the freedom to step back and be the visionary for the team or for your business. And you're the only one that can really drive it forward like that. You can't scale that part of it. So if you're too busy in the weeds worrying about every client and every every transaction and all the paperwork and just go, 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 appointment, 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 you, you're not leaving very much bandwidth to forward think about the thought leadership aspect and how to brand yourself in an even bigger way so that you're getting even more business in the door and you have a system
0: in place to handle it. And creating you know. an environment where people want to join your team as an employee or an agent or just someone in your, in your world that can make the business scale out that much bigger.
1: Yes. We actually just went through several rounds of interviews with different candidates for a role that we're hiring January 1st. And every single person, when you ask them, like, why edge? Why are you interested in this role? One of the biggest things they all talked about was culture. They said, Mm. you know, this seems like it would be a fun place to, a fun place to work. I really like the culture from what I can see online, on your website, social media, from the things that you say. And so the culture piece is just so important for attracting people to your team. People want to enjoy their lives. You know, I think more and more people are less, um, you know, tied to, you know, a certain income that they need to make and they're more concerned with the quality of life. Um, So when you're able to offer people a great quality of life by working with you and working with your team. We have people who have come to work for us and taken pay cuts to come and be with us. Yeah. And I mean, to me, that's just such a true Testament of like, they're just fully bought in, you know, like they're committed and they believe in what we're doing. um, And they trust us a lot. And they've stayed with us for a long time now. We've got several people that have been with us three years now, and they've gotten raise after raise. And I think they've seen like, wow, like, you don't really know what you're getting until you get in. Um, But they've seen like, okay, like, I'm so glad I did this. It is what I thought it would be. So that's
0: amazing. And you guys just outgrew the space you were in. And I think you're moving. Am I allowed to say that on air? I think you're moving to a new location.
1: Yes, we did just move. And actually, we're doing a ribbon cutting on Valentine's Day 2022. Congratulations. So excited. Yes. Um, So we're just getting geared up to promote that. But yep, we were we started our business in a co working space. We did not have a private office. It was just a couple of us using the workspace for like $99 a month. And then as we grew, we started realizing, like, I need to be able to close the door. We need to be able to have a meeting. Like, we've got clients we need to meet with. So we've got a private office and had the co-working space. And then we had been looking for something a little more private um, and, you know, a better workspace to accommodate everybody being on the phone all the time. So we're not all in this open area, constantly on the phone, talking over each other. And uh, we had looked at a space a while back. We got really close to pulling the trigger on it. And Again, something inside me was like, "Mm -mm, no, like this, this just isn't it. It looks good, but it didn't feel like the right time. So, and then this opportunity honestly just popped up and me and Lauren were like, let's go look today. (laughs) And then we said yes that day. So (laughs) when the timing is right, I guess it just falls into place. But um, yeah, we're super excited. We've, we've got it all designed and decorated and, you know, we have more private offices and a conference room so that people can work you know, with behind the closed door if they need to.
0: That's, that's incredible. And I think you're right. If we go back to that culture piece, it is really how you scale your business. Mm -hmm. You know, I think a lot of teams, especially in real estate, they think that you scale your business and that means the more clients you have and maybe the further away, you know, you're working with those clients. And the reality to me is if you build the right culture, More agents will want to be on your team, which will create a bigger pipeline, which is also how you scale the business. Mm -hmm. And not being afraid to create a culture of, you know, come join and here, you know, and giving raises or giving bonuses or more opportunity because that is really, that's what we're here for as leaders, right? Like not, not kind of putting a lid on our people.
1: Yeah. Um, Very employee first minded um, we had a meeting with our CFO recently and we were looking at our budget for the next three years. And we were like, is there anywhere that we need to cut? You know, we see what our margins are. They're pretty good. We want them to grow as fast as we can, you know, and our CFO was like, well, what if you cut, you know, the Christmas party or what if you cut this or what if you cut that? And I was like, I'm not cutting our culture. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) those are things that we do. Culture is not just one outing, you know, it's in the everyday, but I don't want if we cut our culture, like that's not driving our business forward. We need our people happy and we want us to all be connected and have a lot of purpose because when they're happy and they feel like we're, you know, pouring into them and doing right by them, they pour into our clients and do right by our clients. And at the end of the day, this is a business we have to make money. If our clients aren't happy, we're screwed. So we need our team to be, you know, just totally Invested in our clients and in you know what we're doing as a company, um, and that happens by putting them first. And it's you know really just God's provision when you have people on your team that are willing to stay and work for you for three years or stay for ten years, and you're like, yeah, they've been with me the whole time. Like, what a blessing that is!
0: Absolutely. You know? All so. right. So what we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up here in a couple of minutes, but I wanted to leave with the question that i love to ask people in um what, we don't always prepare you for the question but okay what's been your most recent boss moment like i took ownership of xyz i showed up like a boss i don't care if it was you didn't have clothes clean for your kid to go to school and you made it happen like whatever the boss <laughs> moment is for you girl is right. yours right
1: you know i think i probably i have two, two answers to this question, I'll say. This one's not recent, but really making that decision to leave corporate America in the first place for me was very scary. It was not an easy decision. It didn't happen overnight. I'm a single mom. So the decision to take that risk, like, every day from since that day, I'm like, I'm brave. Like, I don't care if I'm doing everything perfectly, but like I took a really bold risk and I'm proud of that. So that's kind of what makes me feel like, you know what, like whether I'm doing everything the right way or I'm learning as I go, like, I know I'm in the right place. I'm where I'm supposed to be. And that alone is just, has. there's so much purpose to everything I do because of that And then I would say even, you know, more recently, I mean, the easy answer, like, I mean, we're killing it in sales and I run our sales. So like, I'm super (laughs) proud of that. Like, I'm like, I'm a people person and my skills are paying my bills and everybody on this team's bills. And I'm really proud of that, you know? Um, so that's an easy answer. And then the last thing I would say is, um, I think, you know, being a boss woman, you know, it's all about being confident and fearless, even when you don't know what you're doing and being humble enough to be like, Hey, we're going to figure this out together. Um, I think it takes a lot of just like really knowing who you are and it's like an ongoing journey. But I would say recently I've really been like, you know what, just stepping into that more, like owning that more, like I'm not a super type a techie person who loves strategy. That's not who I am. And as an owner, sometimes you feel like I need to be that person and this person and this person and be everything to all people. And that's why we have a team so that we have a lot of diverse skills and everybody can work in their wheelhouse. So I would say really just owning like me and this is what makes <laughs> me unique. And this is this is the value that I bring to edge. And I'm really proud of it. And I'm so thankful for other people with different skills because they bring a different value to edge. So really just knowing like my strengths and my skills are good enough, you know, and I don't have to have everybody else's skills too. You know what I mean,
0: yeah, absolutely, I've taken me. I really appreciate that statement, just <laughs> owning the fact that you've got your skills and you don't have to have everybody else's, yeah,
1: and exactly. having the confidence
0: to walk forward in that amazing, yeah. all yeah. right, girls. so. I know we've got listeners out here who are thinking, "Yep, I need this girl and her company to do my next logo, my next brand shoot, my new team yes. reveal, you know, or just plain whatever marketing that we need." How do yes. they get a hold of you?
1: Yeah, go to theedgeagency.net. That's our website. You can find out more about the company. You can contact us there. Um, you can find us on social media as well. The Edge Agency.
0: And all the socials, Instas, Facebook, yep. or Meta, Instagram. whatever you're called now.
1: Yeah, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn um, is the best place to get a hold of us. Um, my name's Alexandra Radford. You can look me up on Facebook directly. Um, but yeah, all of our awesome. info is on our website to reach out. All
0: right. Is there anything else you want to leave our
1: audience with before we let them go? Oh, I'm just so thankful um, to be a part of this. And I just love what you're doing. And at the end of the day, everything that we've like, and we've been working together for a while now. So I just have truly like kudos to you and shout out to you for what you're doing, because it is so needed. And I feel like especially in real estate, it's there's not a lot of women supporting women community coming together quite the way you're doing it. Well, thank and you. you're doing it in a way that it's like, okay, that's something I actually want to go to. There's the events you go to because you have to, you need to, you're like, all right, I'm going to go. I think this can benefit me. But what you're doing is something that people would want to be a part of,
0: you know? Well, thanks. I personally, yes, me included. Yeah, I'm super, I'm like, I'm super excited calling. by it myself. I always yes, go yeah. into everything with, let me create something that I want to be a part of. Yes, I love and it. And that's super important it's to awesome. me. So. Yes. I awesome.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. You're
0: welcome. And we will see everybody next time on The B Word.